Hello, and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Natasha Pierce. Thanks so much for being here, Natasha. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So welcome to the show. We'll go ahead and jump in. So first, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, hi, I'm a, uh, I guess you could say I'm a stay-at-home mom. I've been stay-at-home for several years with my kids. I am a mother of three crazy boys, um, preteen and two older ch- older children who are, they range in age from basically five to 13. Yeah, I've been married now for 18 years and native to Florida. And I am just the typical avoid the heat, stay inside and read type of person. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I feel like in Florida, you have a very good excuse to avoid the heat for sure. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So we'll jump into our questions and everything. So why shoes is a unique genre. I definitely know that sometimes I have to explain it to people outside of it. And the explanation can be kind of fun with the looks that you get. So what drew you to this specific genre? Hard questions. (laughs) Already off the bat. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So to be honest, I've always loved reading, even as a child. But then I fell away from reading when I had kids because I was afraid my kids would ruin my books. So I packed them up, put them all away. And then I became too busy to read at that point with younger children with special needs. So when my kids started getting old enough to where I could actually read books again, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to start reading again. Um, I found a local, well, not a local, but an online group I had joined for encouraging women in their sexuality. Mm. They decided to have a book club one month. And it was quite funny because with how spicy the group was with encouraging each other, the book that was chosen was more YA. And I'm like, okay, now I'm reading again. Now I'm like hungry. Give me books, you know? So I I went to my library and I started researching. This was maybe 2020, early or late 2019. Okay. And I was like, okay, I need books. I need, so I started, I started reading again. I initially found Rachel Van Dyken. Okay. And that just encouraged me more. Yeah. (laughs) So we're, we're stepping up in, in spice uh-huh. here already. So then I realized about Kindle Unlimited and I could re- basically pay $10 a month for my unlimited library card and I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, yes, please give me all the books. <laughs> so I started reading and I started reading and I started reading and I started binging. And then who did I, I don't remember who I read. And they always mm-hmm. say, you remember your first why choose. I believe it was Den of Vipers. Mm, That was so long ago that I don't remember exactly. And then I'm like, "Um, I need more of this. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I think, where it all got started. That was back right after Den of Vipers was first released. Yeah. Yeah. I think I also read it around that time. I can never remember... Like you said, once you when you read so many too, it's hard to remember your first. Yeah, Den of Vipers was good. I think my other first early one was Artemis University, uh, yes. Artemis University series. Yeah, I, I love that. 
I just finished a re-binge of it. <laughs> like I just read oh, it straight That's through. a good one. So yeah, that in um M. Sinclair's uh, Reborn in Flames series, I think were kind of my first few. I don't know how Den of Vipers got added to my reading list at that time because those are very different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but those are my early ones I remember. So so what then, tell me a little bit about the jump from reader to author. You mentioned a little bit in your bio that you what really wanted to write a book that because you hadn't seen the idea before so tell me a little bit about that well there's some steps in between that too okay <laughs> all right so i like i said i got hardcore into reading hardcore into reading late 2020 um okay. i started wanting to join art teams in that time frame i'm like okay, okay i i need these books i mm-hmm. i created a bookstagram account at that time i was like let me have these books. I want all the books. I will mm-hmm. do whatever I have to do to get these books. So I went started on that. By 2021, I was like, you know what? I am so comfortable in this book world. I know so many authors that I read for now, and mm-hmm. I'm immersing myself into the culture. I kind of thought maybe I could become a PA. Um, yeah. And I did. I've been with two authors now for two years. Oh, wow. Um, so yes, I still PA for some authors on the side, but yeah, so that's, that was that. So then I started learning the background of like the social media for authors and all of that nitty gritty stuff that the readers just don't see the background of mm-hmm. getting yeah. up to the point of writing the books. Nice. Okay. Cool. March, May. May of 2021, around that same time frame, Mm -hmm. I had this idea. And I was like, I really like this idea. I've not seen this idea as a why choose book in in my past. I I searched. I searched Facebook groups. I was Mm -hmm. like, someone please tell me there is a book. I want to read it. I will read it. I will go out and get it right away. I want it. Yeah. It was months. It was at least six months that I was begging people for books like this. It was because it was May. And then by November, I was done searching. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I know the basics of stories. I've read enough. I've read religiously for like two years. Yeah. I know that's not a long time to certain people, but that was my life. Because again, I was a stay-at-home mom. I didn't have a job. Um, at the time, I just started working as a, a PA, so like I could sit and read books all day. Yeah. Well, uh, I was like, you know what? I can do this. I I want to at least try it. Yeah. See if I can put words on paper. Mm-hmm. I never thought I could get more than like a thousand words down. I hated writing in school. <laughs> yeah. I despised writing. Like I avoided it That's like so- a plague. It was crazy. Um, One of my college courses that I was taking in high school ended up turning in a paper, midterm paper, like three weeks late and like two pages short. (laughs) I don't know how I passed the class. Yeah. (laughs) But um, this was something different. And I can go into later about how I actually did it. But I tried. I started out. I got like four chapters in in four weeks. And then I avoided it for like another four weeks. I was like, no, yeah. it was right around Christmas time. I was 
too busy, too stressed. But by the time February came around again, I was I was almost hungry for it. Yeah. And then I ended up finishing it within two months. Wow. That's so it, cool. So, it, tell it, us about, so tell us about it, you know, and tell us about the story. The story. Okay. So my whole idea was we see all sorts of sports why choose out there. We've seen football is very popular at the time when this was going on. We've seen like even just sports romances in general were very popular. Football, baseball, soccer. We've seen the uptick in the hockey romance lately. So that in itself tells us the subgenre of sports is sports romance is very still in desire you know, is in demand. So I feel like it was a good idea. And I just had to figure out, well, I could do this, I could write this part of it. And I could do this and this. So my big idea was snowboarders. Mm -hmm. I got the idea when I saw a TikTok in May of a shirtless man Mm -hmm. recording himself and his friends who were also shirtless snowboarding down a mountain. Nice. And I'm like, okay, yes. So you, you, you and you, I'll take all of you. (laughs) (laughs) this was the big idea. i'm like i could totally see it and like it could be like a dark romance because then you could have like a stalker or someone coming after her you know like i had to like get the basics of the story and i'm like i i quickly realized while working with this how i would be an author like how i would plan out these books and such but it was just very how I wanted the book to happen, like what I wanted inside of it, I was able to follow my little breadcrumbs and be able to just spill the story out. It was hard sometimes. I forced myself to sit and to write, but it was, I'm going to say, a lot easier than I think I expected. Okay. Because as I started getting thousands and thousands of words down, I'm like, okay, I can actually do this. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So give me a little insight too, like, especially as, I mean, obviously TikTok is an incredible source of inspiration sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about your process of developing these characters. Like, you know, oftentimes readers really relate. I mean, there's obviously we don't have to choose, you know, and why choose, <laughs> but readers really relate maybe to one or two characters sometimes. Did you find, tell us about the process of of creating your characters and then did you find yourself surprised by any of them? So I think that Pinterest was also a very big for me with, finding my inspiration for my characters just by browsing and finding different characters. So I, when I was doing my little bookstagram account, Mm-hmm. I would do photo collages for books. Mm. So I would search things and find pictures that reminded me of each book when I did that for my okay. review. So that's how I was able to be familiar enough to be able to find inspiration for my characters. So coming up with each character, aside from the image, the image kind of played a, a big role in how I viewed each character, my mm-hmm. inspiration from So I have a photo and generally that one photo will tell not only what they look like, but their personality to me as well. 
Mm, okay. So they basically self-identified as yeah. they appeared to me. Nice. Okay. And then when I go through and I'm like, okay, I, I didn't see this character. This character is like my little golden retriever because he was like smiling and happy in the photo. And then I have another character who's kind of like quiet and solemn. He's like mm-hmm. a quiet guy. But then mm-hmm. he turned around and surprised me in a way. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I, I kind of had the plan for the surprise for him. Yeah. And then I had another guy who kind of looked a little bit like an asshole. And I was like, all right, that's the <laughs> that's the whole of the group. And then the yeah. other one was kind of sweet looking, you yeah. know. But it's like, so he was, but he was open and he was smiling directly, you know, at the camera making eye connection. So he was like the teddy bear kind of. Aww. So it, it they kind of like worked out as that was the first book though. They worked themselves out to be who they were. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good question for readers who haven't read your books before. Are each of the books a standalone in them or does it follow a complete series? This is actually a completed series. Um there are three books, both book one and book two and on a from what I've been told, a pretty vicious cliffhanger. So it's a good <laughs> thing they're all out now. <laughs> we all um, love the cliffhangers as a reader i have a love and hate relationship with them as an author it definitely leans more towards the love <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> this does lean towards a dark romance but it's more of a darker theme than characters um there is no the the, the worst the characters are to each other is maybe a little bit of bully but I wouldn't classify it as a bully romance. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the first book is Escaping the Cold, and it's the Scandalous Slope series. Yes. And then the second book is Frostbitten, and the third book is Dark Winter. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, I mean, obviously it's a snowboarding theme and everything. As an author, too, I'm always curious about this question. How easy or difficult was it to title the series and the books? The The title of the series and books all happened before I came up with the words. Oh, okay. So you knew what was going into it. Yeah. I feel like having a direction helps me write. Okay. So I am one that will, I I knew all of these covers of these books were customed because I wanted specific things in each cover. And I ended up with the titles and the covers. I had the cover ideas for each one in mind when I did the, the titles and like all the stuff, like I, I wanted it all ready to go when mm-hmm. I decided to actually write the book. So the covers weren't done until March. Okay. But I knew what I wanted like, for them. I knew I wanted them to appear a certain way in order, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. having the titles, I wanted the, the themes of the books to flow with the titles. Okay. I love that. I love that. Well, listeners, we're going to take a short break for a few short advertisements, but we'll be back with more. And also don't tune out just yet on those advertisements. I get it. But these ads are for more Why Choose Reads and you won't want to miss them. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Hey, listeners. Check out Underworld by Ivy Cole, a Hades and Persephone-inspired mafia romance. Here's the blurb. They lost their girl many years ago, and they will stop at nothing to get her back, even if they have to tear the territories apart to find her. She is their Persephone, their queen. They created this world for her, and they are her demons to rule and use. Together, they will be rulers of the Underworld. 
Again, that's Underworld by Ivy Cole. Check it out. And now we'll head back to the podcast. And now we're back with Natasha and I'm dying to finish our conversation. So we'll go ahead and jump right back in. Uh, We were previously talking a little bit about your characters and kind of the inspiration for that. Tell me a little bit more about your creative inspiration. Like when the, a lot of authors sometimes refer to it as the creative well, you know, and then when that well goes dry a little bit, where do you find sources of creative inspiration for you? Wow. Everywhere. I find inspiration in the weirdest of places (laughs) um i a lot of it is tiktok because i will find random influencers doing something and i'm like oh that would work so well with this or i could see that person that character doing this Mm -hmm. so i will save the link and then like remind myself and now adapt it to my own characters I think it's worked out so far. There's been quite a few references that the readers just won't pick up on in my Scandalous Slope series. So I think it worked out really well for that. I also get references for different things. I don't even know. I came up with one the other day and I'm going to be including it as a standalone as I'm working into my next series. And I'm like, why hasn't that been done? <laughs> I even asked several of my my teams. I'm like, have you all heard of one of these, you know, yeah. insert idea here? And they're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, it's just like, I don't know what it is. I will just be like walking the dog or something. <laughs> and I'll be like, what is that? You know, why this, this happened. My current mm-hmm. work in progress is basically what happened. I was walking along, walking the dog around the corner. And I'm like, this, 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 and this, this happens. That's exactly what's going to work out there. And I like that. I don't know. Yeah. And and then it it started (laughs) from something so super simple. And then I would jot it down in my notes. And then I would just go back in. I'm like, oh, but then I could do this. And I'll just build on it in my notes on my phone. And then it is coming to life. Close from there. Yeah. I also have a playlist on tiktok where i can i save ideas to write into books videos mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. so i it's definitely just, get inspiration do they understand how much they are inspiring romance <laughs> oh my gosh so much the first chapter of my book that's coming out um end of august is is inspired also by a tiktok like and it's just there's so much fun like it's so it's it's like the you know I also have a whole Pinterest library of like writing yep. prompts saved. And so, yeah, yep. every so often if I need something, I'll dust those off and come back to it. So I love it. Awesome. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about your kind of creative process um, and your writing process specifically. Does Do you have an ideal writing day or like if the world were to go perfectly? <laughs> How does your day look like as an author? Um, I will get maybe nine or ten thousand words a day out, knock a book yeah. out in like three weeks, and be done. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on if the world were to go perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Like I get one of those maybe twice a year. I feel accomplished if I can get anything more than. 1500 words in like I, I don't know just like it's I lo- I can do more I've done 
I've done 10,000 days before. But again, that's few and far between. And it's just like, it's very rare to get more than 3000. So 1500. Yeah, let's go. You know, I'm doing good. Life is just crazy. And we've had a lot of change in the last year, a lot of upheaval. So I've unfortunately had to take some time off. Um, I haven't, I just started writing again for the first time in like six months. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's been a rough spring and summer. Um, I did a lot of traveling this summer for mm-hmm. the authors that I work for and for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that life is settling down again, I am starting to get words out again. And I am really happy. Tell tell me a little bit more about that. Because I feel like sometimes as authors, we don't always recognize the mental health needs and sometimes can put a lot of pressure, I know myself included, on ourselves to hit that word count, you know, no matter what. Like if I could just hit that word count, no matter what, I could have that book and three weeks, three months, whatever your timeline is. So tell me a little bit about that mental health break, not the details, but just kind of what were your thoughts going into it and then kind of coming out of it? So my break started for mental health to give myself a break on the just relax type Mm -hmm. of mindset um, Uh in February. As soon as I finished, I did editing, but I didn't do any creative writing. Um, I didn't have anything new planned on that series. Um, and since then, I've adjusted my way of how I plan on going about that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I needed a break. Mm-hmm. And I took it. I took about a month off. And I was just about to release my third book. And then some things happened. And I was unable to put the time in. Like, I didn't even have a choice at the matter. Like, it was for about two months a month and a half, I did not just even have time because yeah. of some family issues. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. My readers know. They yeah. knew what was going on. And then I had to get ready for a trip overseas. And we started doing some like things here at the house. So it was very, very chaotic. You said messy <laughs> earlier. Authors' lives are extremely messy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know one author who has everything that goes perfectly well for them. Yeah. So it is what it is. So I rolled with the punches. Um, I did start trying to come up with words back Mm -hmm. in June. But even that long of a break left me out of the rhythm, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say. Uh, A rhythm of even just thinking creatively like how do i do this what am, what am i going to do next where am i taking this what situations do i need to get my characters into or out of yeah so i started slow i started mm-hmm. here i started there it was very rough mm-hmm. i could barely put three sentences together and i just gave myself grace i'm like hey at least something's down i can always go back and edit it i'm mm-hmm. not usually that type of an author i am a very linear person okay. where I write from beginning to in a line, straight line through the book to the end. So, so you're water to- answer. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> I I struggle. I recognize that I am not adept at going backwards and getting back into that mindset. Okay. Of a scene. Like to me, it's done. Like I get through with it and I'm done. You know, 
um, I I struggled with it because with escaping the cold, I had to do that to fix a plot hole that someone brought to my attention before it went to my editor. Mm. So I had to fix that. And that took me like two weeks after it was completely written to go back and to fix that plot hole. And that's that's a hard thing for an author to struggle when you you don't have words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So exactly. So I... As far as the plotter versus pantser, I plot key points. Okay. But like relationship building and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that is completely, it just happens how it organically, it, it just goes. Nice. So I, but the, the action points of my books are plotted, but things happen in, like in Frostbitten. Yes, it was in Frostbitten. One of my characters, as I was writing the story, made me cry. Aww. <laughs> like, I didn't expect it to go there, and then it went there, and then I'm like, that's not fair. I can't do that to myself. Because <laughs> when I read, yeah. so I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> it was great. When they pulled those surprises to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole thing with getting back into it, it was a struggle for me to write and then put it down and expect mm-hmm. to come back and edit because I'm like, well, I'm not writing in the flow that I normally write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I get stuck, what am I supposed to do? I can't move forward. I'm not, I know I'm not done. So I can't think about something else. Yeah. So I have to take a day off or two off or whatever, just give myself a mental break and then dive back in. Yeah, it's important. And that's the thing about writing is life doesn't stop happening to you because you've decided to write a book. (laughs) Sometimes we're just in, even like taking the break, you know, my therapist would ask me, you know, did you take the break to survive it or did you take the break to like relax? And sometimes you just have to survive whatever's happening and then you come back and you expect yourself to put pressure on that writing and that creative muscle, which creativity is a muscle. I'm a firm believer in that. And it's like, you didn't take a break for the, to kind of rejuvenate yourself. You took a break because there was nothing else to do. Um, You can balance it. Yeah. And that's for authors, that's hard because we love our stories, right? And we love you know, the characters and we want to give them to you all listeners. And it sometimes life doesn't, doesn't allow us to, and giving ourselves the grace, like you said, is so important. It's tough because we also get the pressure to stay relevant mm, yeah. in the world, like in the author, in the, in the book community. We, if we don't, if we're not publishing mm-hmm. readers, stop reading. Yeah. Because what, if you don't have anything new, if they've read all your work, then you don't have anything new. They're going to go on and read something else. You know that they don't, they're not going to follow you as much as they would somebody new to them. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely hard to, to survive with chaos, with a mess on your hand. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even like, I mean, consistency is one thing. And I, I mean, I personally have several series on my to be read list that are, unfinished, you know, and I know that that author is working. And as an author, I indefinitely, I understand it. And I can also just know that I feel a tremendous pressure to my readers to finish, finish series, finish stories, you know, hit those deadlines. And at some point, you know, the pressure 
you have to also ask, you know, what's, what's worth it for yourself as well. So definitely we don't love our stories listeners, but sometimes also the things that our characters go through can feel very real to us. Maybe. Um, I don't know if you've had this happen, uh, but the story I just finished reading, which, or I just finished writing, which is under my new pen name, Maddie hearts, a sports romance that deals with some elements of abuse. And I remember the first time I wrote a panic attack for her, like I was like jittery, like because I tried mm-hmm. to immerse so, so much in that character. Yeah. Uh, I write at one of my favorite coffee shops and I walk up to the counter and the barista kind of looked at me and he was like, what happened? <laughs> he was like, you're, you okay. sat, you're totally fine. And you got up and it looks like you're about to vibrate off the walls. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, wasn't caffeine this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like sometimes too we have that added emotional pressure from our characters too to do right by them. Yeah, like I this series that I have hasn't. It, it, fortunately, I was not pressure of our characters. <laughs> Ingo. <laughs> so yeah, I, I luckily with my first series, I have not had to deal too much emotionally with what my characters dealt with. Um, I'm very thankful for that. However, that doesn't necessarily mean it's any less difficult. Um, some of the scenes that I wrote, I had to disassociate from Mm. because I wanted to write the scenes without giving too many spoilers as detailed as I could while not hiding the ugly truths about what my character was going through. Yeah. Because you can have scenes written about certain things that will gloss over it. And I did not gloss over what my characters went through. Um, It was in detail. And I give fair warnings Mm -hmm. with my books. But they are not... They're very dark scenes. And I wanted to just make sure that I'm not hiding someone else's truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know people will relate and i wanted them to see the transformation that my characters went through to to help them yeah yeah i love that wow listeners i didn't expect us to go this deep into it but i love that (laughs) one of my favorite parts about this podcast is just being able to listen to other authors tell what inspires them what they struggle with and all that so thank you very much for being real with us tonight natasha sure thanks for all right well um We're going to wrap up with one maybe slightly lighter question, um, but we are always looking for our next books on our TBR. So what are some of your favorite authors right now? Well, one of the series that I've recently binged is another dark white shoes romance. Um, It's the Insatiable series by Sarah JD. Okay. Um, It has an extensive trigger warning list because it is dark, but... I binged the entire series in about, it was less than three days. Because I binged two of the books in less than a day. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, those. Yeah, it was was so good. It was set in Australia, which I think that kind of gave me a little, like, a peek into another world type of thing because I don't you know we don't often see books in Australia but she is Australian so it does help another favorite author of mine is Heather Long her Blue Ivy prep series has my heart it's a rock star uh, bully romance academy so I like that one who else Sheridan Ann 
is also one of my favorite authors. She released her novella for her Depraved Sinners series, and I cackled. (laughs) Because there was parts of it that, and it was funny because I had just had a conversation with somebody about how certain parts of dark romance books you're not really supposed to laugh at. Yeah, there are those of us who still laugh at those scenes that aren't supposed to be humorous, but yet (laughs) in that world, they kind of are. So (laughs) I feel like, okay, I'm a little dark. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And finally, I guess, how can our listeners connect with you? I have a Facebook group. Uh, You search The Lift uh, and then my name. That will bring it to you. The the lift is a kind of pun on the coffee shop in my Scandalous Slip series. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. TikTok has been a little bit of a pain because they blocked my original account. Oh, no. Yeah, I got banned. <laughs> but um, I am now on TikTok at Natasha Pierce underscore author. I have a website, natashapierce.com. I have a newsletter you can sign up for there at my website. Lots of fun things. I plan on, I'm hoping very soon, if not by the time this airs, to have a Ream uh, mm-hmm. account, which is kind of like Patreon. Um, so I'm hoping to get that going soon. But focusing on writing has been my my thing. I need to get conferences you're attending upcoming. I am. I have had a conference in September. Uh, That was in Orlando. And then the next upcoming conference is going to be, excuse me, it's a book signing. Um, It's August or excuse me, October 21st. Yeah, that's October 21st. It's Saturday. And that's going to be the all shook up at Graceland in Memphis. Ooh. And that's on Facebook as well. I don't know if they have TikTok or Instagram, but there is a public group on Facebook that has a list of all the authors attending. It's a, quite a big list too. So I'm excited. Oh, amazing. That sounds like so much fun. Well, sweet. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Natasha, for joining our podcast. It's been so much fun uh, to have this conversation with you. Thanks. All right. And thanks so much for our listeners for listening and supporting our podcast. If you are dying for more Natasha Pierce content, do go ahead and head over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind-the-scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. And for any of the social media links that Natasha mentioned, we'll be including those in our show notes as well. See you next time.